You already know what it is. It's your boy Calvin Light, and it's time to pay these bills. If you haven't heard of Anchor by Spotify, well, let me tell you, it's the easiest way for you to make your very own podcast. Everything you need in one place, let me explain. It's got all the tools for you to do your own podcast right from your phone, or you can get a little fancy on your computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast on all platforms, everywhere from Spotify, Apple Podcasting, and so many other places. And it has all the tools in one place. And guess what? It's totally free. So what do you got to do? Go to your app store, find Anchor app. That's A-N-C-H-O-R, Anchor app. Download and get your voice out there. Or you can go to anchor.fm and get started today. Get your voice out there. Be heard. Chill. They be like what it be like. Like you already know what it is. It's your boy, Calvin Light My Way, and this is Cut the Noise, Growing Through Conversation. And today I got a special guest, one of my oldest friends, youngest sons, oldest sons, however you want to put it, Um, a buddy that I go way back with, Tevin. Okay, Tevin, can you tell the folks a little bit about yourself before we get into this crazy conversation today? Yeah, yeah. So, Tevin, uh, just graduated from FSU, Fairville State. Shout Cheer. out to the Broncos. You already know. Attitude check. Um, been doing this, been knowing Cal for a long time, like my way. And yep. it's definitely been a light, you know, helped me out since I was a young one. This is the man y'all need to listen to. I uh, appreciate it, brother. Well, today, we got a conversation that... I feel like a lot of people are having, but a lot of times it goes into anger and emotion, rightfully so. Uh, but we're going to talk about gun control, a little bit of politics, but mainly we want to start it by talking or taking a little moment of silence for the 19 children, two adults that were killed. Um, and the mass shooting that happened in Texas uh, this past week on the 24th. So, silence. Yeah. So, bro, as a father, whenever you heard about what happened, what was your first reaction? My first reaction, just heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, just heartbroken for all those families. Uh, as a father, you don't ever want to hear that happen. No. Even not as a father, you don't want to hear something like that right. happen. It's just tragic, honestly. Um, and just scared, scared for my own children. Right. You know, because that's elementary school. Right, right. And it's it's not the last one. No, it's not. It's not going to be the last one. No. And. For me, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, it's like, when is this going to stop, right? But not when is this going to stop, like, somebody else fixes. But, like, when are we going to step up? You see what I'm saying? Um, when mass shootings happen, the first reaction is, let's take all these guns away. Let's get them off the street. Let's get them out the hands of everybody. Only people that need guns, military and police. What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) 
as a gun owner. Uh-huh. <laughs> as a protagonist. Nah, uh, <laughs> that, that definitely isn't it. That ain't the answer. Nah. And uh, so gun violence is it's just going to be one thing that's not going to go away. Mm. And it, guns are something we need. People hunt, you know, protect themselves. Right. Taking guns off street is just, it's not something that's, I don't think, is feasible. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to come in, you know, uh, there, there's too many resources out there, too many dealers. It's probably, you know, they have it. It's there, they have it. Mm-hmm. And if they have it, they're going to get rid of it. Right. They're going to sell it. It's, it's just something that's not going to go away. So the only thing that we can really do is stay informed. I had this, uh, watching the news yesterday, I had this conversation with my children. Mm. Of how they can protect themselves when they out, right? Because honestly, if uh, if you can't afford private school and you can't afford homeschooling, they got to go to public school, right? That's the only other choice. So just letting them know, hey, when y'all out there, y'all can't just be kids. Mm. If we in a day and age, kids can't be kids. Y'all need to be alert. Y'all need to be aware. See what's going on. I told my children, if you if you see a door uh, open in the school. Close that mug. I don't care who out there because if they work at that school, they can get back in all right. the time. Right. Um. Look at exercise. Make sure you know something happens. Make sure you ain't you know you know trying to search, look and see where to go. Then mm-hmm. you know go ahead and have that in your route. If I come out of this classroom and bust this right, there's an exercise down that hall. Or right. if I go to the left, I know if I go make another left, I'm out of the school. So I, these are the things they need to be aware of. So so I want I want to clarify. So you saying kids can't be kids? Um, could you could you detail that a little bit? Because uh, just my personal opinion, with the hypersexualization of our society, that's exactly what they want. And if I know you didn't tell your kids not to be kids. But, but, and and these are two different con two two different contexts. But the way we say the way we work with words, people like to take stuff and put it like take it out of context. So if we're saying for our kids not to be kids, it implies that they're being adults, right? I got you. So can you clarify that just a little bit? Yeah, I can. So what I mean by that is when you out there, you gotta have. You can't just always have that playful mindset. Okay. You can't always have that, you know, you... Carefree. Yeah, carefree attitude. You have to be alert. And with 27 school shootings just this year, mm-hmm. from January, you have to... That's a that's a real thing. So when they come home and I'm there or, you know, just in that, that environment, that home environment... Right. You can be as carefree as you want to, Cause, but... Because you got to protect them. Daddy there. Daddy there. Right. And daddy on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, when you when you step out of this house, you need to be alert. But once you in this house, when you in my sight, you be as carefree as you want to. I'm right. there to protect you. Right. If something happens, I know how to handle the situation. I feel like, right, or right. I will handle it to the best of my ability because I'm alert. Yeah. And when I'm alert, they don't need to be. That's when I they can you. let I their guard you. down. I got you. Okay. So, I rock with all that. One hundred percent. I just want I want you to get that clarification out there though. Uh, <laughs> because they some freaks out here in this world, but, yeah. um, but when you, when we talk about staying alert, being attentive, exit points, strategies, mindsets of 
uh, fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. This ain't just a kid mentality to you. Like, I know personally, I had to instill this in my wife. You know what I mean? Because she even knows when we go out to eat, what, how I'm going to sit. I don't care what table we at. I got my eyes on the door. Mm-hmm. So, with her, she knows, nah, we can't sit there. Nah, because he ain't going to sit right here. He need to sit where he can see the exits, he can see the doors, or he can see who coming in here. Because, for me personally, I got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if there is a threat, instead of running from it, I'm going towards it. Because I'm trying to get this joint handled so that my babies can get back to the house. If ain't nobody going to make it, let that be me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But with the kids and with the schools, right? Um. Back when we was in school, I think they still got them. They had like one, two resource officers around the school. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want schools to become a um, <laughs> like a prison. Right. But one or two officers, bro, that just ain't enough. Like you got one resource officer for, let's just say, a, four or five hundred kids. Like, I don't know, cuz. Like, what could they do to make the situation more feasible for protecting this building that's holding this precious cargo? That is a tough question, and I don't think there's no right answer. Mm-hmm. But hiring more officers, that that's like the immediate answer. That's immediately mm-hmm. what people want to say. Like, we right. need more security officers. But they have to pay them. Yeah. Because with this incident, uh, Tuesday on the May 24th in mm-hmm. Texas, uh, we don't know exactly what happened. They still digging in it, but there was a resource officer there. And from what what I hear, said, yeah, what I hear, that he intersected them at some point, but nothing happened. He mm. was still able to be in that school for an hour wow. and do whatever. I think it was like ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. God yeah. Almighty. And be able to be be in there and do whatever you know, firearms and fire, all. Yeah, at will. Yeah, at will. So. I know at the school my kids attend, um, they have a protocol in place where parents go up to the door, they got a camera that you can buzz in, you can buzz, ain't no door coming unlocked. They going to talk to you, hey, who you, who you looking for, Um, yada, 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 they verify who you are before they even open the first door, right? Then once you get in the first door, now you're in a corridor. The door behind you that you came in, the office, there's a a door that's locked, a glass that's locked that you can't get through, and a little pass-through at the bottom where they can give you something to sign, and then there's a whole other door, and it's locked. You see what I'm saying? And then you got to show your ID to prove that you are who you are and you're on that list to be able to pick up the kids or whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, in my personal opinion, that's basic. That's very basic. That's very basic. But it puts, it almost puts the, the antagonist in the situation. If they coming through this door, they can't get in. All the doors are locked around the school at all times. They got to have badges to come in and out. Every door. And like you said, there ain't no doors. They're just hanging around open. And if they are, hey, let's shut the door. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, security in schools have to be 
like a pharmaceutical company, like on my job. We got badges, badge in, badge out. Uh, certain, if you ain't got a certain level of access, you can't get in certain doors. You know what I mean? And when it comes to these doors at the school, it should only be teachers that should be able to, teachers, the principals, and, you know, faculty. They should be able to come in them doors, man. It shouldn't be no, we open. Right. You know what I mean? That, it's silly, bro. And at the same time, it shouldn't be no, let's prop this door open. Nah. Like, if anything, I know when I was in school, mm-hmm. we had door holders. Right. You know, maybe right. in high school, it started becoming a little less lenient. Right, right, right. You know, but at the same time, you got to keep in mind that this is a dangerous world and anything can happen. I think that uh, one of the things that we can do is have more cameras, more surveillance around the school. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't want it to look like no prison. You don't want to put barbed wire around Right, 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 right. You know, uh, but, yeah, more security system, that, that guard, if you have one or two guards, they should be in there monitoring that security system. Right. You know, because ain't no way somebody should just be able to come with a, with a rifle. Let's say, rifle. you ain't a long gun, dog. A long gun. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, okay? Um, a lot of a lot of publicity is put on the AR-15 as an assault rifle, um, <laughs> which is not. But the idea is this gun is this damn long on the short end, right? Mm-hmm. It's this damn long. This ain't just coming in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this, you ain't just walking in with all this. Now, there's some stuff that you can break down. You can fold up and make some things happen. That's another thing. But I don't think it's really the firearm that is the source, right? I think the source is community, okay? And let me walk you down this this short road. You know I like to go down rabbit holes and stuff. Um, But a lot of times it's talked about how the guns, the guns, the guns. But the gun is a tool. It's like a hammer or a rock. You know, first murder ever committed, according to the scriptures, was with a rock. But um, the rock didn't go to jail. The rock won't punish. Cain was punished. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we have to address the heart issue because anger, malice, this demon that walked into this school, there was no anger or, or 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 pain that these kids caused in him that made this happen. You right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, they've been different shootings where people were bullied and they came in and they got it was like a revenge type thing. He came into the elementary school mm-hmm. and killed kids. That was that that was nothing more than a demon, bro. This dude was on an assignment from the the darkness there was no rhyme or reason to what he did and that is an issue of the heart with community we have to be more vigilant on each other we got to care about each other now when we were younger it was oh you friends with my brother you friends with me you from the neighborhood, you from the school, oh, we all rock out 
we ride together, we going down the road back and forth together, oh, yeah. we walking, you know, we, we from the dogs, country, yeah. we, we running from dogs, <laughs> we out here, right? Um, and your parents knew everybody. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, they didn't know who, who, who son, they know your mama. They, you know what I mean? Like it was a community. Nowadays, bro, people don't even know their own neighbors. Like they don't know them. They have no, mm-mm, I don't know them cuz. Nah, mm-mm. Kids don't play with these. They don't go down there. They don't, you know what I mean? It's, and it's because society has made us so fearful of one another. Granted, there are some freaks out here. You got to be aware of who's around you. But we don't know. There is no care for the fellow man, bro. And I personally feel like if you, um, hypothetical, if you in a household where there is no love, there is no care, when you step outside the household, ain't nobody going to give you none of that because you start looking for what you already got. You see what I'm saying? It's like when you buy a car, you start seeing the same car all the time. So if you getting no love, when you step outside the house, even if you receive love, you just noticing the hate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? It do. Okay. So it's it's more along the lines of the heart of a man or the heart of a person got to start being built up from the ground up from whenever they're a child, and we got to look out for them. And there's always warning signs. People just don't wake up and start shooting folks. People got history of mess, torturing dogs, animals, beating on brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. in a, it's an accumulation process because they start to develop these traits of violence. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you, how do you think you handle that? If you see it at an early sign, Mm -hmm. at an early age, you see these signs, right? What do you, what do you do about that? Okay. If you're from a parent perspective or from an outsider, uh, well, let's give both. Let's do the parent perspective first and then from an outside perspective, from the parent perspective, you got to first, like you said, identify so you actually got to be in your kid's life. You hear that? Just because you're in that same house don't mean you're in your kid's life. You got to be in your kid's life. You got to know what they're into, what they like to do, what they're watching, you know, what 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 type of people they hang around. You got to be in your kid's life. You got to support them, right? Show up to events. It's what we're here for, right? Um, And if you start to see things that throw red flags, like, yeah, this kid a little kooky. You know what I mean? He's, 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 he or she's throwing little signs of violence or, you know, unexplainable anger. Like, like yo, that didn't make sense. That level of anger for what happened don't make sense. That's when you start talking about, hey, what not are you talking about? Introduce therapy into the picture. Because, well, first you got to talk to him. But if it's something where you can't handle or you can't address because you don't know how to, address you know mental illness or whatnot yeah then you got to find some help but you have to first have that conversation because it might be something as simple as, well dad i seen you slapping somebody up so i figured it was all right to slap people up you know what i mean so address the address the situation ask questions and listen the biggest problem with parents is they don't listen you know what i mean we say something you hear what i said that's it they ain't asking no questions. You know what I mean? Ask questions, let these little jokers talk. Sometimes they tell on themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? 90% of the time. 90% of the time they tell on themselves. Um, 
for the live conversation to happen, see what's going on. If it is uh, red flag worthy, then it's time to let's go ahead and get some therapy or get this, this child into a situation where they can find somebody they can talk to. Um, and obviously that would include therapy, possible medication, um, and so forth and so on. It can go down a whole list of things. Now, if it's a situation where it's an outside, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm just say, kid cross the street, right? Kid cross the street, they play with your kids or something, um, and you see this, it's a little weird. Um, keep an eye on them first. Don't even let your kids play with them alone, right? Um, and if you start to see that, have a conversation with the parents. Um, it's going to be a hard conversation, but it has to be a conversation, right? Um, then that's whenever you start addressing things. After that, still, if things don't change or some movement ain't made, that's whenever you get into the school and you talk with the school counselor, anonymous conversation, things, and they address it. Um, and school counselors, that's what they do. That's what they're there for. Um, they call crisis interventions. They happen all the time. Uh, they write up a file on a kid, and it's nothing like bad. I'm saying it's <laughs> just because you got a file don't mean it's something something terrible. What it means is that there's a risk there. There needs to be an assessment made, and they send someone out to the home and see if the child's safe, and then they'll do a mental evaluation, therefore, and so on. But um, these things need to be addressed early enough so that this child with these tendencies don't become this violent narcissist, whatever, you know, so forth and so on, serial killer. Um, but, but we have to be there. You know what I mean? We have to have those conversations and be real about it, you know, because it exists. It ain't just movies. As we see, it's happening. Yeah. You got anything else on that one, man? Yeah, I would just say that uh, with just with this particular incident, right, 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 right. Uh, uh so I seen that the parents they did seem very apologetic afterwards. The dad was like, he even wished that it was only like he would have been, you know, he could have took the place of all the children that that man took the life of. Mm -hmm. Um, in first. He actually, you know, and this is what I heard is that he shot his grandmother first before he even committed any acts. And I think just that, like that particular situation and what I'm telling my kids, what I what I told my children yesterday is that you never know what someone is thinking. And even if they seem like a good person, they might not throw no signs. So a lot of oh, the yeah. times they do throw signs, but you always have to be on guard. And that just goes back to, you know, being aware, being alert, mm -hmm. because you never know what someone is thinking. And even with a good upbringing, there's evil out here. Yeah. And that's just. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's that's factual. That's There's just evil out here. And, you know, that sometimes there's just nothing that we can do about it but be the victim. Mm. But, you know, I pray. You know. And, 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 too, it's not just, uh, I wouldn't say just be the victim, but somebody will be a victim. And if you're not aware, <clears throat> like you said earlier, of your surroundings or what's going on, you will be a victim. You have to 
you have to be self-aware. And when I say self-aware, it's not just aware of you, but everything that's around you. The mood can change. You can feel that. You can change. You can tell. You can tell. You can see in a person's step. You can see. You can see when a person walk changes. You can see if a person's in a hurry or a rush. That's just being aware or or cognitive of body language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, you know, in 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 this situation, in particular. It's not on the kids, man. It's not on the kids. Um, there was a lot of things that happened on the build-up that led to this. There was a lot of checks and balances that weren't taken care of. And to put, I'm going to say, a, a level of pressure on an elementary school kid, um, to save themselves, it's kind of, kind of impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of impossible to put that kind of pressure on a child, um, which everybody can be reading. You know, uh, everybody can look, everybody can be aware, and everybody can run. Um, whenever I talk to my wife, my kids, in particular, that's my advice. Get out of there. You know what I mean? Get to a safe place. Move. If you hear gunshots, like you might hear in the background because my neighbor's out here shooting. Um, If you hear gunshots on the right, we're going to the left. We're not going that way. We're not going towards it. Um, The first responders, that's their job. Um, The security guard, the police, that's their job. The man in the situation, that's their job. Get out. Dog trying to be slick. She thought she was just going to walk up in my room. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's, that's, that's the man's mentality. We're going towards it because we got to shut it down. We got to make sure you get safe. But that's because we're becoming the barrier. Now, I'm not saying that a, a, a strong woman that's trying to protect their young ain't willing to stand in the gap because God knows they will. Mama bear is a dangerous bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, get out of there. Get to safety. Um, once I get on that phone and you call for help, but remove yourself from danger. Um, a few years ago, there was a, a shooting that was at the mall. I'm saying Durham or Raleigh. That um, it was in there, started capping off. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of folks was caught off guard, like you would think, and froze. But that's the thing. It can happen anywhere. It's not just schools. Schools is a soft target. But you have to be aware. You got to be ready to get up out of there, get to your car, get to safety, get to the resource, off, whatever. Get somewhere where you ain't in crossfire. Um, but when it goes to, how, how do you say, um, the fathers, right? The fathers in this situation. What could have been done different 
and your kingdom by the father of the actual shooter. Like you said, from the outside looking in. This, from the outside yeah. looking in, yeah. Yeah. Definitely just being present. That is the key. I know my son, he looks up to me like I'm the strongest man in the world. Right. And I just might be. I just might be. Just but even if I ain't, <laughs> that's how he looks at me. Right, right, right. And it it goes past discipline. Like, whooping, yeah. whooping children, that's, that's not going to stop them from... So really just being present, monitoring him, and just, like you said, going back to knowing where his head is at. Mm-hmm. Is he capable of this? My children, personally, they're too young to have social media, but for this particular incident, he posted what his intentions. Mm-hmm. So if you're blind to all of these things, even when my children get old enough to have social media, I don't have it right now, but I'll download it again just, yeah, to, that's right. just to track them. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm always be present. When they're 30, I'm going to be, okay. Oh, that's that, oh, that's what you're doing today? That's what you're doing. You know? <laughs> Who's she? You know? Who's she? <laughs> you got a little girlfriend there? Hey, what, you got to the store like that? <laughs> that all on social media? You in the hold store? Up, hold up, hold up. Crop top, whatever. You know, I don't know. Shoot. They ain't going to be able to do anything. To to the best of my ability, they right, won't be able right, to do anything. Right. I I would like to be present for everything, be knowledgeable about yeah. their interactions and everything. And social media is a powerful tool that where you can do that, especially if you know with this new age of everyone being on it. Right. So and that's a job, but a, being a father is a job. It absolutely is. And it's a is. job that does not stop. So for some people, that seems like a lot of work. Some people don't even want to keep their kids. A lot of man, I tell you, that's a conversation for another day. I don't know; it might be today. But you gotta, you gotta be present, and because after the fact, mm-hmm. being apologetic, that that doesn't fix anything. It don't fix anything. It, it doesn't, doesn't help anyone. It doesn't change the pain. I'm sorry. Falls on deaf ears. Falls on deaf ears. Um, I'm sorry. Is like. Okay, to me, I might say I'm sorry if I do something wrong, but my I'm sorry ain't going to actually be it. I'm going to have to do something to rectify the situation, right? That's how my mentality works. I'm sorry is like, it's how people, quote unquote, think repentance is with God, right? Mm. They think that. I sinned, I messed up, I say, I'm sorry, Lord, and everything's fine. He forgives me because Jesus died on the cross. That ain't how that works, okay? What repentance really is, is denouncing or saying, I know this was wrong, and I'm going to turn my back from it, which means I ain't going to do it, and I'm walking towards you. So, like, if I was being a bad friend, right, I'm over here being a little ho man. Ho man, ho man, yeah, that's him. Okay. <laughs> and I say, you know what? You call me out on my situation. Ho man, you got to stop. I'm like, dang. You're right. So I would literally turn. This is the illustration of what repentance is from ho man over here to my friend that called me out and I will walk towards you and then we'll walk together 
You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, taking that illustration of repentance to what is acquired for whenever a wrongdoing happens, even amongst your brothers, is making recompense. You gotta you gotta turn from whatever it was. You gotta denounce it, and then you gotta move with the folks that was hurt. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that dude got to denounce his son and say, you know, I didn't like that little dude anyway. You know, I'm with y'all. I'm mourning with y'all. But he does have to denounce the act. He does have to denounce the actions that were taken. And he can even acknowledge that he did love his son and that he may have felt as if he failed as a parent, which a lot of people would probably agree. But then he's got to do his best to make a change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because what you didn't do with your child that may have caused him to go down this path of, you know, wrath and destruction, you got to make sure that don't happen again. At least that should be the mentality. As a father, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how in the hell I would react if that was to had happened and the perpetrator was my seed. You know what I mean? Because I would really feel that. I would feel responsible. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I would feel responsible. It's on me. I raised this joker. I gave him my all. And if I didn't give him my all, that makes it even more my fault. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I I personally feel like I would rather see my son incarcerated mm -hmm. than for him to be a monster. Right. And I feel you on that. Even though, you know, I feel like I taught my little man everything yeah. you know, he still don't know shit. Right. I taught him everything <laughs> I know, though. But I don't want to see this man turn yeah. into a monster. And that hurt me, yeah. killed me on Absolute, the inside. Absolutely. Just because, you know, that's the love that, as a father, that you want to give your son that, you know, there's endless love. You don't. You just want the best for them. At the end of the day, as a parent, any parent, mother, father, grandparent, you should just want the best for this son, for them to have a successful life, even if it isn't money, happiness. Yes, absolutely. So. And, and with that being said, with society, I'm going I'm, I'm to pivot real quick. With society, young boys and men, have the tendency to be overlooked when it comes to the emotional spectrum. Okay, now if a young in, young individual boy identifies as a girl and now wants to be this or that, oh, it's the talk of the town. It's on the news. It's celebrated and parades are thrown. Mm -hmm. If the young boy um, wants to be in touch with his feminine side and oh no let him do that da, 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 da. that's how society is right but when a young boy is saying i'm hurt there's no attention when a young boy is saying i want my daddy oh your daddy ain't shit you know what i mean yeah there's no attention if a young boy is saying I need help. I, I I need I need you. I need someone to help and give me what I need so I can grow and go to the next level or stage in life. 
just nobody there outside unless you have a father or a mother, right? But society does not, at least in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, does not equip young boys and men that are in abusive situations, right? Mm -hmm. I feel that they overlook. I'm not saying that women don't get abused. That's a fact. It happens, okay? Uh, it's actually statistically shown that for most time if a white woman is killed, she's either ki she's killed by her husband. So stop grabbing your purse when you see me walk by, okay? Um, it's statistics, bro. Uh, most times that people are killed is somebody in the household or somebody of their own family. Statistically, okay? It's sad. But we have to look out for each other. And what I'm saying is there are programs put in place for abused women, for abused women with children, for, you know what I mean? Halfway houses, shelters, all that. But in society, why do you think men are so overlooked? Why are they overlooked? They expect men to mm. be men, even at mm. the age of 13, uh -huh. they expect men to be men. Talk about it. And men, so in growing up, man, you don't, you, you, they, it's like, it's like a, a social thing to where like, you don't have emotions. Right. Right. So you ain't when, supposed to show emotions. You don't show emotions. 